It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Second and five. This is Henry. Henry has enough for the first down at midfield. One thing about Tennessee, they won't panic. They play to a certain style offensively. That's now, he's now over 2,000, just the eighth player in NFL history to do that. Congratulations to Derrick Henry. That is a that is a season full of work. That's, that's not, not easy. 372 carries to get it done. He's just a beast. By no one's demand, but our own. And from our home office here in sunny, scenic, still quarantined, a little bit chilly, Elizabeth Park, Nashville, Tennessee. It is the award-winning 615 Sessions podcast. It is powered by Two Rivers Ford, and it's brought to you, as always, by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com. Happy Tuesday. To fans of the Tennessee Titans, AFC South division winners, and fans of the Tennessee Titans only here on the podcast. Congratulations to you for the first time in 12 years. Congratulations to your football team. It was a spectacular finish. It was suspenseful. It was anxiety-ridden. It was everything that you hoped Week 17 between the Texans and the Titans would be, or at least if you're a football fan. Probably if you're not, probably not if you're a Titans fan. I'm sure it gave you some uh, some angst. But regardless, you're through it. You're going to host a home playoff game. We're going to talk about it today with Titans punter Brett Kern. He held the game-winning kick for Sam Sloman, the thick kicker, two C's. And we are going to discuss a lot of different stuff about how it is that the Tennessee Titans got here. Before we get to Brett, i got to tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford. The new year is officially upon us. By the way, Happy New Year. Even though it's January 5th, we have not spoken to you in some time. I hope you had a magnificent new year, and I can guarantee that you will have a magnificent new year if you go check out our friends at Two Rivers Ford. The new Ford Bronco, the F-150, the electric Mustang, the Mach-E, they are all available to you out in Mount Juliet at the dealership, or if you want to check them out online, you can go to tworiversford.com. They have a non-commissioned sales staff that will make sure that you feel no pressure as you go through the car buying, or if you're just looking for a car. The search process, they'll help you through it, and they'll make sure you get the best customer service humanly possible. They've been doing it for almost 40 years. Go check them out, as I said, in Mount Juliet at the dealership or online at tworiversford.com. They're powered by Ford, but just like this show, they are driven by the people. Let's get to Brett Kern. Back here, 615 Sessions podcast on the Get Beast. Dot com Zoom line. He's a beast on the field. 
and they are now beasts for all time. AFC South division winners in the year of the Rona 2020 and now 2021. Titans punter, Brent Bart, Brett Kern. <laughs> yeah, you call, you call me what you call me, Brent Bart, whatever. Uh, uh, you know, that, that started back with, with Coach Wisenhut seemingly trying to call me Brent Kearns. So uh, it's kind of stuck. And uh, so I get called a lot of different names around the building these days. So uh, the worst one is burnt corn uh, by one of the trainers. So, uh, yeah, so it's kind of funny. You know, with the zoom in all off season, I'd always change my name, Brent, Bart, you know, kind of throwing people for a loop. So. Oh, yeah. Listen, the, the more you can do to make these zooms entertaining, I'm actively now. Now that Vrabel is uh, 17 weeks into this, he's been done with us since probably week five on the zooms with the media. So now I just actively try and find ways to make him laugh. If I can, I'm often unsuccessful, uh, but you know, this is what we got to do in these, uh, in these trying times as we all try to soldier through with technology. Yeah. You got, you got to do your best, uh, you know, try to stay unmuted, muted, <laughs> uh, you know, your background noise. Uh, there was definitely some interesting background noises this off season yeah. uh, coming, coming from various apartments. Um, so it, uh, there's really never a dull moment uh, with technology and Zoom uh, this year. It's been uh, it's been a challenge, um, but uh, I think you know after it kind of all came to a culmination, you know, being able to take home the AFC South and, and kind of the way we did it was uh, not surprised. You know, 2020, 2021. It's just uh, kind of how the year's been. Yeah, I mean, you just got you got to make the people sweat at home. I I hate that I'm not uh, that I don't travel this year, that I can't that I have to watch these games on my couch on delay. But it is unbelievable what you guys were able to pull off, and uh, much less the way that you did it yesterday with uh, with the new or not new kicker, but new to the starting lineup kicker Sam Sloman, 37 yards. He uh, he bounces it off the upright and in for the uh, 41 to 38 win yesterday as we're recording this on a Monday for the people to hear. So let's let's go let's take this piece by piece cuz there's a lot there's a lot that happened <laughs> over the course of the game. The first half, I thought you guys were going to win with ease. I thought you were going to cruise. I was making jokes about maybe you let Watson score a couple more to get Derek a couple extra possessions, help you get to 2000 yards. Uh, but then as these things often do in professional football, it got close and it came down to a field goal make with four seconds remaining on the clock after Tannehill hits AJ Brown for a 52 yard completion. Improbable. Uh, your emotions throughout the course of those four quarters, start with one end with four. How are you feeling? Cause you were on the field for the last play. Yeah, I actually probably started. Uh, I mean, it was just kind of a crazy week. Uh, you know, I was pretty much quarantined in the basement, right? Uh, you know, away from my family. Um, you know, obviously, th this year I've kind of really had to throw out. Uh, I'm, I'm very routine. I've had a, I've had the same routine for you know eight, eight, nine, almost ten years. I mean, you can ask my wife. It's uh, she knows my routine just throughout the week, and so really, I've had to throw my routine out the window. Rhythm. Um, you know, between, you know, two COVID battles and then obviously me getting injured this year, uh, it's just been a lot. And so, you know, to finish this last week, um, you know, being at home the whole week and then, you know, really the first time I held for Sam was Sunday in warmups. Oh God. So, um, you know, last year, you know, I, we went through a lot of kickers and so 
uh, you know, it, it's, it's, you, you figure it out. Um, so it really started in warmups, uh, just getting used to his, his rhythm, his cadence, how he likes it. Um, you know, how he likes the ball held. And, and so, um, it just kind of started there and then you knew, um, it was just kind of going to be a shootout. It was going to be back and forth. Uh, and so by each quarter, you know, felt like you had a pretty good grasp on the game. And then obviously when number four's back there, um, yeah, I mean, that guy's had an unbelievable year. I think he won the passing title um, with really not a lot of weapons. And he's done – I mean, he's just a – he's a baller, you know. He's never out of it and uh, always uh, keeps the game interesting. And so you kind of felt like the game was going to come down to, you know, whoever has the ball last. And, and literally we had it with 18 seconds left. And I looked up and I saw we had three timeouts. And I said, you know what, probably going to take a shot, maybe to Corey, maybe to A.J., if they catch it, we're, we're automatically being field goal range. And with the three timeouts, you, you know, you don't have to go out of bounds. It doesn't have to be a certain type of throw. You can launch it and catch it and call a timeout. So uh, when that play went down, I said, yep, we're, we're going to be kicking a field goal uh, for a game winner to win the AFC South. And uh, I'm glad that, um, you know, Sam got – I mean, he made the first one. He made the second one. But to get that first kick in with the timeout, uh, you know, that was important. Uh, just to get that in there and then uh, obviously to go make the second one uh, doinking it off the upright uh, was uh, it was pretty crazy so yes so that's that's about all you could say all you could do like I tweeted last night all you could do is laugh I mean it's it's insane how you guys have managed to uh, to get to this point but thank god that you're here to, to help me be better at my job because I completely left out on the front end you spent all week on the COVID list Goskowski, Stephen Goskowski, also on the COVID nineteen list. Uh, Sam's that's the reason Sam Sloman was put into action. So your point about the first time that you're holding for Sam being in pregame warmups on Sunday is it makes it all the more improbable. Um, let's talk about Sam though, because I, uh, I I do not like to make jokes about anyone's physical appearance, but it was pointed out to me that Sam Sloman is thick with two C's. And it makes me very happy uh, that you guys have a thick kicker out there on the field. He looked absolutely delighted with us in post-game Zooms last night. Uh, he, I, Do you have any idea how old Sam is? I probably should have done the research on the front end, but he looks to be very young. Yeah, he is. I think this is his rookie year. Uh, I know he went to Miami, Ohio. So, you know, I throw some some Mac jokes at him, uh, being that I went to Toledo. And, yeah. um, but, you know, I know he started out in L.A. and, um, you know, now he's here. And the crazy part is, is that, you, you know, he was on the practice squad, Trevor Daniels on the practice squad. And then we have another snapper, Matt, who's on the practice squad. And we, we never see him like when they're in the oh, building. Really? Yeah. They, you know, they just want to try to keep us separate just in case, you know, something happens, um, you know, if we're all together, then we're likely all to get, um, you know, more exposure with contact tracing, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, the three of them are kind of doing their thing throughout the week, you know, while, Steven, myself, and Overton are doing our thing, you know, during the week. And so they've been here for a while. It's just you rarely get a chance to talk to them or anything like that. So, um, you know, really this past Saturday when we got on the plane was really the first time that I was able to sit down and kind of have a conversation with him. Um, and he's a great kid. You know, he's uh, obviously just getting his feet wet his rookie year. And uh, for him to be able to have this opportunity, um, you know, to make that kick is something that, you know, I'm sure he'll never forget. Uh, and it's probably just a start to uh, to him kicking in the league. 
He told us last night it was the first time he's ever attempted a game-winning kick as time expired. Uh, we, we, we are amongst friends here. How scared did he look walking out there? We can be honest. How scared did he look? Yeah, I mean, you know, even <laughs> myself, even myself, I was a little, a little nervous just because, you know, I, I normally don't get nervous for, for field goals or, you know, punts in general. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dr- trotting out there and I'm thinking, man, I, I've been here for 12 years and I've yet to win an AFC South title. And that kind of like sunk into me a little bit. And I'm thinking, man, this is the opportunity to finally get it. And so I kind of had my own set of nerves. And when he came up, he kind of had, you know, that look in his eyes. And I'm like, hey, buddy, nice and smooth. Just do your thing. You got this thing, no problem. And, uh, and he did it. So when he when it hit off the upright, I, the angle I was at, I couldn't tell. So I just stood there frozen. Uh, and then when I saw the officials put their hands up that it, you know, that it went through, I just stayed there and I just let out a big sigh of relief because it was just like, hey, I finally accomplished an AFC South title in 12 years. And, uh, you know, I hugged some of the offensive linemen that were on field goal. And then I thought, man, see, or, uh, I got to see CJ rush for 2K. Now I got to see Derek rush for 2K. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of stood there and just soaked it all in because that's uh, two very special moments all kind of, uh, you know, coming together at one time and uh, just kind of had to stand there and soak it in. I mean, it is it, it sh- surprising to nobody that you would be the, the calming presence. Like, that makes me think of my first year in the locker room when I had no idea how to talk to any of you and thanking God that you were kind enough to take, uh, to take time to settle me down when I was trying to interview professional athletes for the first time. That's outstanding. Um, it is so cool, or it has to be so cool for you, as you just mentioned, to kind of be able to have that time to sit back and reflect about what you guys you know in a year where nothing is normal nothing is any kind of sane but for this to be especially almost especially this year for this to be the year that you guys kind of reach that it's not a mountaintop because obviously there are still more games to be played and the the goal of course is always the Super Bowl on and on but I mean it's it's incredible what you guys have done this year Brett and for you specifically 12 years you're the longest tenured player uh you've seen so many different not just coaching regimes but players come in and out of that locker room uh and now you find yourself for the first time in 12 years as you mentioned winning your division just for 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 the depths that you have seen this franchise at how much more special does it make it to be able to achieve what you guys have achieved and what you hope to achieve now that we're officially in the postseason? Yeah, I think, you know, going back to um, when I first got here, you know, and, and Bud Adams being in control, you just think about the ownership change uh, that's, that's happened over the years. And, um, you know, Miss Amy, what she's done um, here, and it's a shame because, you know, she's – uh, if it wasn't a COVID year, you know, she'd be, you know, in the locker room after every game. And so, uh, you know, for her not to be able to be here, you know, to be there last night in the locker room, kind of enjoying hugging players, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a shame because she, she's done so much for us, you know, what she's doing around the facilities and whatnot. And so, um, we even get a new media been, room out of it. Everybody wins. It's a big deal. Everybody, everybody's <laughs> winning. She, she's taking care of everybody. And so, um, you know, starting from the top to the bottom, uh, you know, you you go through some of the seasons that we've been through and, you know, even Taylor Lewan not being there, um, you know, because he's been here 
uh, you know, when we were the two and 14, the three and 13, and, you know, you felt like you were kind of going through coaches every two years. And, um, you know, then when, when uh, John Robinson got here, you kind of felt um, that things were changing. And then, you know, when, when Brable was hired, um, you, you really felt things were changing just because he's straight up, honest, upfront, you know, say right to your face. And he, you know, shoots the expectations right to you. And so there's no, there's no dry area. There's no, ah, does he want this? Does he want that? I mean, it's, you know, expectations are right in front of you and you got to go do it. And, um, and so just to, to go from the start when I was first here to now, um, you know, the city deserves it. Fans deserve it. Um, and it's just, uh, it's kind of one of those things that's, you kind of get that monkey off your back, you know, uh, for a while it was, Hey, we, we can't win against Indianapolis. We can't win in Indy. You know, we've done that the past two years. And so there's little things that we've done that we've been able to accomplish. And I think this is just one of the things where, Hey, you know, we won an AFC South title. This is just, you know, a stepping stone. This is just a start. And now, you know, the big thing is once you get in the playoffs, I mean, you saw what happened last year. Um, you know, you just, you know, playing your best ball and you go forward and see how far it goes. Is it wrong that the first thing that I thought of last night was, man, I really wish that we could do our jobs like normal. I, the, the, it, it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't, I mean, it obviously like you felt the impact, or at least from my perspective, you felt the impact of what you guys had just done, except I'm sitting on my couch watching the CBS broadcast, getting ready to hop on a zoom when in any other world, we would be in the locker room. We would be getting your guys as like real and raw emotions in the moment instead of this kind of concern. This is just me being selfish. Honestly, there's uh, there's really not, uh, not, not, no, it, it serves no purpose other than for me to bitch Brett, but I missed, uh, <laughs> I missed, and I really, I really, that that's the first time that it's hit me in a while, I guess, really since the start of the season uh, to not, to not get to, you know, see you guys experience that in real time. But I, uh, I know that it doesn't, doesn't mean any less from your perspective, whether our, whether us vultures are circling around you in the middle of uh, the celebration or not, the, the image that was going around on social media last night. Um, and I know you saw it was the picture of you holding for Sam as he kicked the game winner. And Sam's obviously wearing number two, which has a great uh, amount of significance to you personally and to this franchise. And somebody, as the internet is wont to do, Twitter isn't always the worst place in the world. Most of the time it is, but it's not always the worst place in the world because then you get things like this. It's a picture of you holding for the player who used to wear number two, your good friend, Rob Baronis. And it looked other than the face masks, almost identical, like everything to the way that you were holding the ball to, to the form. Um, and I, and I imagine that has to, you know, I'm sure it hurts to a degree because you, you miss your friend and, and everything that he meant to this organization. And I'm sure to you personally. Um, but that has to, that has to, at least I imagine it does. I'll let you answer for yourself. What, what did seeing that picture kind of bring out in you? Yeah. I mean, uh, I saw that after the game on the bus, um, you know, and I'm not really on the the Twitter machine or Instagram or, or anything you. like that. That's, uh, yeah. It can be, like I said, you can, you can find some good uh, stuff there and you can find some stuff that will just, uh, you know, make you really upset. So yeah. Um, but I saw that picture, somebody sent it to me and yeah, it was emotional. I mean, I was, um, yeah, I was pretty emotional on the bus afterwards just because, 
Yeah, I mean, I played with Rob. We were roommates for, you know, four years, and he was so hospitable hospitable to when um, I came here from Denver, you know, uh, let me and my wife and my son stay in his condo and, um, you know, just have a place to stay when we got here. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know, I, I, I joke with Joey uh, Barranco, who's, who's in charge of, you know, when new players come, they get the jerseys and the numbers. And, uh, you know, when a kicker comes in or maybe when a punter, I said, hey, you know, you don't you don't give them number two. And of course, with 2020, you know, we have an extra punter, an extra kicker, you know, another quarterback. Uh, it gets to the point where you're running out of numbers. And yeah. so, you know, he, he got number two and, um, you know, it was, uh, you know, even going out into the field in pregame, seeing somebody else in a two jersey was was pretty emotional, um, you know, because I've had some game winners with him and it's, it was fitting to come down. To the first time somebody wearing a two jersey out there was a, was a game winner for the for the AFC South. So um, it was a pretty pretty special uh, pretty special picture, and uh, it was just a very special moment and brought back a lot of good memories uh, of Rob. And uh, it was just a really cool. Uh, it was one of the coolest things that you see on Twitter. You know, someone taking the time to to kind of do a really cool uh, picture uh, like that, and uh, it's a picture that I saved in my phone and. Um, it was, uh, it was pretty cool, man. I, uh, it's, you know, there's so much emotion this year, especially for, I mean, I know everybody has gone through it this year with the pandemic, but just Nashville in general, um, between the tornado and COVID and the Christmas day bombing and everything that we have kind of been through collectively as a city, I think people are attaching attaching so much joy from what you guys have been able to do and what you hope to continue to do uh, moving forward that, you know, everybody, everybody who's been a Titans fan for long before I got here, long before you were here and and who have those memories of Baronis and then your time with Baronis as well um, and everything that, that, that you guys were able to achieve together. I think people you know, really in a way that I haven't seen in five years of living here really brought out a lot of the nostalgia from when the Tennessee Titans were last this kind of great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think, uh, I think that that, you know, that picture and, and so many others that you saw from, from CJ tweeting at Derek and tweeting about Derek and, and everybody reminiscing on the last time the Titans had a 2000 yard rusher and, and where kind of Derek is in the history of NFL football now, because we're literally watching history being made in front of us in a way that, uh, you know, it takes it, especially slaps like me that we're anti pay the running back like an idiot. Uh, it, it makes you kind of have to take a step back and, and realize, you know, what, what exactly it is going on here. But I think, uh, I think people, people, especially in this city have just been so gratified to have you guys, even as it has to be difficult to play professional football in the midst of a pandemic, to kind of have you guys to lean on every Sunday throughout the last 17 weeks, now an 18th, and hopefully uh, from your guys' perspective and for the fans' perspective, and hell, even my perspective, I'm not going to have anything to do after this is all over, uh, just just to kind of have that stability and normalcy uh, in a year when nothing is really normal. Yeah, I think, um, you know, being able to try to put out there a consistent product, um, you know, going to the playoffs three out of the last four years, um, you know, 
having an, a, an entertaining product when we're out there. Um, you know, the city, the city deserves it. You know, the, the, the people, um, it's a shame that, you know, we, we won't have a full stadium, uh, you know, for the playoff game, but, uh, cause the city deserves it. The fans deserve it. Uh, the opportunity to be able to experience, um, you know, a home playoff game again, cause it's been a long time since that happened. And so yeah. to be able to just to provide that for Titans fans, um, you know, for the city, the community, um, you know, it's important. I mean, it's, yeah, we, we have jobs to go out there and, and to do our job. You know, we get paid very well to do it. But, you know, on the other standpoint, you know, as a fan, like you, you root for your team and you want to be able to, uh, to provide um, kind of that happiness for them, you know, uh, to be able to, um, for them to be able to want to root for you, you know. And so uh, just to be able to, to, I, I know there's a lot of people that text me after games like, oh, my blood pressure's skying through the roof and, you know, this and that. But, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's fun, um, you know, to have games like that. And I'm sure as a fan, it's, uh, you know, it's it's probably a little a little hectic at times. But, um, you know, just to be to, to be consistent, especially, you know, like I said earlier, you know, when we were 2-14 and 3-13. And, and, and I remember games that – you know, towards the end of the season, like the last game of the year, I think it was 2014, maybe we played Indianapolis and it looked literally the same as what the COVID stadium looks like. Yeah. And because we were so bad and it's like, man, the people, people don't deserve this. People deserve something better. And so to, to be able to, to get to the playoffs three out of the last four years and get to the AFC championship game last year and, and to be in it again this year, uh, you know, to celebrate AFC South title, um, it's fun. And, um, you know, I'm glad that we can, uh, can provide the fans that, and especially to watch Derek, um, man, to watch him run the ball the way he's been running it in the history, um, that he's doing is, uh, it's, it's really, really fun and really special to watch. No doubt about it. I, uh, I couldn't be happier for you guys. Uh, and it's, uh, it's really good to catch up, you know, sem- semi in person, brother, uh, yeah. been, uh, been too long, but continued health and success. Uh, and we'll look forward to watching you guys up against the Ravens at Nissan Stadium on Sunday. Playoff football in Nashville, Brett. It doesn't get any better. Sounds good. I can't wait. I appreciate you, uh, you having me on, Buck. Five good minutes coming up here in just a second. We're going to talk about something that's going on in my home life because unbeknownst to me, unbeknownst to probably most people in my life, over the weekend I became a parent but not in the way that you think. We'll discuss it here in a second, right after I tell you about our friends at Tame the Beast who present the Zoom line each and every podcast around here. GetBeast.com is the website. The promo code to save 20% off on all of their fantastic personal care and grooming products is Beast2020. I'm looking at my desk. I've got Beast Beard Oil here sitting with me. Now, maybe you are a female beast that listens to this podcast. Fear not, because it's not just products like the Beast Beard Oil with organic argon and jojoba oil, which makes my skin feel very, very smooth and stay not dry, does not dry my skin out. In fact, keeps my skin moisturized while I have facial hair, because that's the worst part of having facial hair, is when you get itchy, dry skin underneath your facial hair. If you are not somebody who uses beard oil, though, as I mentioned, fear not, they have Beast Body Lotion. My girlfriend loves it. They have Beast Yop Hand Wash with exfoliating lava rock in it. Who else has lava rock 
in their hand soap. I have it in every bathroom in my home. There's three bathrooms in my home. So three bottles of Beast Yop hand wash. I can promise you it's spectacular. Cleans underneath your fingernails, which is the most important part. It is among many fantastic personal care and grooming products available to you at GetBeast.com and for cheaper for 20% off with the promo code BEAST2020, exclusive for A to Z sports audience. Head to Tame the Beast, groom boldly, start the new year smelling, looking, feeling right with all of their great supplies at GetBeast.com. Five good minutes. <laughs> I don't even know how to begin this other than to say I am now a parent. I am a parent of two small six-week-old kittens. Here is what happened, because I never in, in my life imagined myself to be a cat person. In fact, there is quite a heavy stigma associated with being a cat person, one that I'm not particularly fond of. But over the course of the last, I would say, five days, at least since we last spoke, over the holiday weekend, I found two of these two, these two kittens in my uh, around my trash cans. <laughs> I live downtown in Nashville and North Nashville specifically, and we have an alley cat problem around here. I have an alley that backs up uh, to my driveway in the back of my house, and in so doing, every time when I take my trash cans out on Tuesday, as it were, to uh, to get picked up. Uh, this past Tuesday, I found these two small kittens hiding behind my trash can, just uh, covered in filth. One of them, both of them, actually, one with a nasty gouge in its neck, another one with a cut on its shoulder. Looked like it had been gotten by one of the bigger alley cats. These things are like mountain lions roaming around downtown. Uh, kind of like the stadium cats at Nissan Stadium, just mean as all hell. But anyway, these two... Uh, looked terrified and looked like they needed help. So over the course of the last five days, I did what you are absolutely not supposed to do. I started feeding them on my back patio or putting food out for them so they would at least not be living off of uh, my neighbor's trash because for whatever reason, this is a, a topic for an entirely different day. My neighbor's trash cans often get too full. I think they have uh, like 110 children that live across the alley from me, but sometimes the trash can overflow because they only have two trash cans. And so the cats are eating the trash. This is how these things go. It's terrible. But this is a conversation for my, uh, for I, I don't have an HOA, but uh, God, I wish I did in moments like these. Anyway, so. I put the food out so they would stop uh, eating the trash. And then I put a little box out with a, a blanket, some towels, one of my girlfriend's scarves that she didn't want anymore to at least give them a place to rest. Because it's been 30 degrees out. And I'm not a horrible person, even though sometimes I feel like one. <laughs> or I seem like one, for those of you who listen to this podcast. And then ultimately, it became... Obviously, what it was going to become, which was something that pulled on my girlfriend's and admittedly my my own heartstrings. And so we trapped the two feral cats, the two feral kittens, uh, the six-week-old kittens. We took them to the emergency vet. Now, as I sit here recording this podcast, hell, while we did the podcast with Brett 
One of them was sitting on my lap the entire time. Have it just, you know, purring and, and chilling out and uh, resting, relaxing very comfortably. So we took them to the vet. Now they live in two uh, adult, or not adult human, baby human pack and plays, which I suppose are uh, things used. I don't have kids, but things used to contain children at a small age. They both are living in separate pack and plays because, of course, they need their own pack and plays. Because the vet doesn't want them, you know, licking on each other because they have these two uh, nasty cuts on them, one on the neck, one on the shoulder, and they need time to heal. So now there is two of everything. There are two kittens. There are two pack and plays. There are two litter boxes that are going to have to find a new home as soon as this situation is rectified with the injuries because my hat, uh, my house will not smell like a, uh, like a cat. I refuse to let it happen. But I am a parent now. I'm a girl dad to two small baby girl kittens. One is named Cleopatra. We call her Cleo for my Egyptian heritage. The other is Frankie because apparently she has sass, and that is something that a sassy kitten should be named per my lovely girlfriend. So uh, that is the story of how I became a parent over the weekend. Unwillingly, I've been fighting this pet thing for a very long time. I'm not an animal person. But they are, uh, they are incredibly sweet. I'm sure if you follow me on social media, at Buck Rising, R-E-I-S-I-N-G, you can see pictures of Cleo and Frankie living luxuriously in their two-pack-and-plays in the middle of my living room downstairs. Unbelievable. Five good minutes. It's a, you know, at least it's a good story. Uh, at, least they're, uh, at least they're out of the cold. It makes me feel like less of a rotten human being from time to time. So, five good minutes here in the new year. New year, new me, new kittens <laughs> on the 615 Sessions podcast. God help me. We are very grateful to have another year with you guys. We're grateful for people like Brett Kern who make this podcast possible. The way that you support this podcast, first and foremost, is by supporting the people who support this show. That's Two Rivers Ford and Tame the Beast, great local businesses that will take care of you with excellent, excellent customer service the same way that they take care of me. Make sure that you're subscribed, rated, and reviewed wherever it is that you get this podcast. If you listen in Apple Podcasts, we ask you kindly to leave five stars, to leave a review with your thoughts. Maybe you got thoughts on the kittens. Maybe you got thoughts on Brett Kern. Anything that happens in the podcast, we'd be happy to hear from you. Just leave us a review. That's how this thing grows and continues to grow because it's been hugely successful over the past almost two years that we've had the 615. Also, for the Thursday podcast, the Music City Mailbag rolls on. We are back doing two shows a week now that the holiday season is over. If you want your Titans Mailbag questions answered, I invite you to slide into my DMs at Buck Rising, R-E-I-S-I-N-G. On Instagram, I'll take your questions there. Reed will put them together. Producer Reed. We will read them aloud in the Music City Mailbag on Thursday's podcast. They can be about whatever. Uh, if, the, if you, if you want to make them Titans-related, we got another week to do so. we got Titans football on the horizon before we have to start thinking about the offseason. And we are very, very grateful to have playoff football here in Nashville, Tennessee. So in the meantime, I need you to stay safe. I need you to stay clean. And as always, Nashville, I need you to stay hot. This has been the award-winning 615 Sessions podcast. It's powered by Two Rivers Ford. And it's brought to you as always by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com.